Before we get into today's episode, we'd just like to chat with you about a few things. First, most of the content on this podcast is our opinion, and we don't really do extensive research before the episodes. Second, you may not agree with our opinion, but that's okay. Friendly reminder that you're choosing to listen to this. You can choose not to agree. We still love you anyways. Now, without further ado, let's fuck small talk. Would you like some water to wet your oh, yeah. mouth before we get started? I'm a very parched person. Like, I don't go anywhere without water well, anymore. Okay. It's so dry. I don't get hangry, but I get whatever the equivalent is for thirsty. Where if I'm ah. if I'm super thirsty, I'm just like, I can't function. I'm like, get me water. I will drink this puddle. Like, I'm pissed. <laughs> like, something. You know how there's dehydration headaches? But that's supposed to be like... Yeah, yeah, I get those. Yeah, I know. But, like, that's supposed to be a bodily reaction, like, when you're, like, legit dehydrated. I get those if I'm, like... If I've only drank a liter in the past two hours. And my brain, my body's like, yo. <laughs> We're shriveling. We're dying. Let's go. I find it so funny. I drink more water when I'm sitting down on my butt in the office yeah. than when I was on my five-day canoe trip yeah. in Hong Kong. I know. I drink three of these a day. Yeah. I'm yeah. at least that. It's ridiculous. Um, um, I drink I was, more if it's in a smaller container. I find if I have a big container and I kind of like, kind of go through it, but if I... I always refill more. Oh, so bottles inhibit me from drinking, I found. Really? If I was supposed to drink out of a cup, I would never drink water. Water bottles, for some reason, way to go. Yeah. Maybe it's because you can't see it. And you're like, oh. Maybe. Oh, no, I don't mind it if it's clear. I'm not biased or discriminatory. <laughs> you know, I'm like, who's water. all water bottles? <laughs> Unlike some people. Um, what I was going to say is... A long episode, Faith. You didn't, <laughs> that you didn't know about Faith is her family goes on crazy camping trips every year, and I don't know if you want to tell how your mom packs everything. Okay, let's, let's hear it. So my mom has this thing called the Dehydration Bible, and she, I've, wow. I've never had such good food on a camping trip, maybe because we're like starving and anything is really good food, <laughs> um, but my mom dehydrates all of our food and puts them in the little packages and then writes on the on like the bag of like well, how many cups it needs of water and how long it needs to like sit to like rehydrate and like boil and like blah 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 blah. It takes her. Sick. Yeah, depending on how long the trip is and how long she, what kind of food she has to dehydrate, it can take her up to like four to five weeks to like prep for like a trip. Is it like? Are we talking like full flavor food or does she go bare bones with the meals? No, no, no. Like we had like, I've never had such a delicious um, three mushroom risotto on a camping trip. What the fuck? Three mushroom risotto? Yeah. And she does dessert people like after dinner. Like it's like legit. Dehydrated tiramisu. Let's go. Yeah. 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 Like we, our newest favorite is a Lebanese dish with like caramelized onion. Like it's fucking delicious. I Lebanese food. I mean, I'm sure it crosses over with a lot of other food that I have had. Yeah, like a lot of shawarma places are actually Lebanese. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so did your mom learn about this, or did she just have a passion? Well, she was a girl guy when she was younger, too, oh, yeah. and she did trips and things like that. And I don't know if there's a lot of dehydration happening in her time, but, like, when I was a girl, like, younger and as a girl guide, I would always tell her about our, de- like, we dehydrate food and, like, on our trips. And then when I was in grade... Actually, when I was in first year, my parents got into, like, the camping, like, scenario and then, like, bought, like, a cheap little dehydrator and kind of got into that because they didn't want to, like, eat peanut butter and jam on a trip for five days. Yeah, I eat, like, shit when I camp. Obviously, she's gotten a lot better since we, like, started and when they've invested in, like, a good, like, $120, like, 
dehydrator and like oh. things like that. It's like, like heavy duty. Yeah. It yeah. is like you need a good dehydrator. If you do like a crappy one, you get from like Canadian Tire kind of idea. Like it doesn't do the trick. How long does something take to dehydrate? It depends, and it depends on what it is that you have to like switch the trays. Also, like depending Ooh. where it is on like in the dehydrator. How does mm-hmm. how does it even dehydrate? Like what are we talking? Is it like a heat thing or is it a vacuum? That right. doesn't make sense. Yeah, no, it does. Yeah. Vacuum. Well, like it sucks it out the moisture. Because if you have, because vegetables is full of water, and you're just sucking out all the dehydration, all the water. Heat, it would dry. It. Yeah, no, that's good. All right, so here's um, <laughs> the format. Yep. How do I want to do this? You had said you wanted it to be a little bit more structured. Yeah, I see from your voice that you're not crazy <laughs> with that idea. Damn. I was just saying Ooh. to somebody that like I don't know how to like hide what I really feel. Yeah. Um, and it gets me in trouble sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I just I think it's harder for the guest. I I see that, and I, I which is why when I messaged you, I was like, I think I have an idea how to make it like mm-hmm. a little bit more structured, but also free flowing with engagement in mind, which is yep. which has been a talking point for us. Hashtag content. Hashtag content <laughs> has been dating. I've never seen somebody more obsessed with hashtags. So basically, I wanted to open the episode at the top with like just like thanking people for listening and then encouraging people to comment where they can find us where they can find our content because i remember we were talking about how to find our podcast like people think you could type in fuck small talk or f small talk but you have to type the stars but we could do something like where we talk about hey how you can if if you have an idea for a topic or you want to come on just so you can get in touch with us uh and then and and then because i think the idea is like eventually what we want to do is have more people come to us with ideas or like have a little forum where people can say hey it'd be cool to hear about this topic or this topic or have a little bit more interaction with people um that a are going to be guests or b might also just be people who follow along and listen and so i think um having the opportunity is having that in our format where we can um say like hey got some great feedback got some great responses and just kind of engage with people more that way. I think my goats. Yeah. We did get a lot of feedback on my cousin's pictures that I posted as mm. our story. Uh, which yeah, is yeah, which is which is a little disappointing that she doesn't have social media. God damn it, sir. Then I can't actually like tell her that people like the content. But the I did the little like how much do you love it scale yeah. thing. Yeah. And uh, I was worried because it's like the fourth store uh, part of the story and it's just a slide but there was like a, a little that's good little crew of people crew. who were like i really loved it how did you see that because when i posted the hot or not of my lovely face i, I just kept showing you the button. Go up. so like up. so the old person knows more about social media than the little young person over here okay uh-huh. okay uh-huh. why don't you just get I just your... figured it out like two days ago so no um alex uh my friend alex said that she laughed out loud literally I love how we have to say the word literally now because LOL is so common. Uh, she laughed out loud literally after your Santa Claus <laughs> story. Just you when you sleep. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Um, thank you for joining us, Faye. Of course. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Another part two of a co-worker. Thank you, Housing. Sublime as content. Housing really a source for us. <laughs> Well, it's a lot of interesting people who work in housing. Like, yeah. it's a very like outgoing, personable mm-hmm. group. Um, you see, it's interesting how like everyone's very like different. Yeah. We're all we're all like in the same like we all have the same goal basically. And yeah. We all, and but in a way, like not a lot of us know each other's stories on how like we we got here. So I took an Excel course on campus a couple weeks ago, and I wasn't there when this happened. This is why I'm very still like riled about it because I totally would have said something, and my and Sarah oh, didn't no. tell me until we left. Oh, oh no! Um, oh, no. <laughs> there were apparently there were there I'm was ready. like 
Um, so like uh, Sarah, Adrian, and I were sitting together, and then we were like doing the Excel course, and you have like a break in between, and then you go back into it. So I went to the washroom under break, and apparently these ladies behind us, and they're like the old, like older ladies. I don't know where they work on campus or what do they do with their lives. Apparently commented saying like, yes, we also have like pretty faces like that in our office too. And I was like, and Sarah told oh, me after we left, and I was God. like, can and we already left the building, and I was like, can we go back? Like I am so livid with this comment like this is why we need feminism this is why we're not going anywhere because of women like you Can like you i don't that understand the, about me again? we have pretty faces like that also in our office so they're just token pretty female yeah and we're not actually a value and we're, we're just don't... a pretty face and it was a female that said this yes I was talking about this. This is an interesting little side yeah. tangent about feminism. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I feel like it could come up. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> throw it in there. Yeah. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Hashtag. So we were ranting about this one woman who works on campus who will remain unnamed mm. um, and how she's just, she inserts her dominance. Mm. In, in inserts? Inserts her dominance as if it's like, uh, at risk of being taken away or at risk of being questioned because of her gender, which I get. So she's at the age, probably similar to these ladies you're talking mm-hmm. about, who grew up where you had to be that aggressive to prove yourself because it was no, definitely. it was like 90% men rather than the more equal. So then they like grew up knowing that they had to be vicious in order, like it had to elbow other women out of the way yeah. because there was yeah. only one spot to get to. For, yeah, for that but then they woman, haven't yeah. learned that like, we don't have to cut each other down all the time just to exist in the workplace and be successful and i totally understand that and i think the biggest thing that like grinded my gears was the fact that you don't know my story and just because you've interacted not even interacted with me for like an hour doesn't give you the right to like comment something about me based on how Mm -hmm. i'm acting in the next fucking excel course (laughs) (laughs) so i'm like it's just like like you like people just don't know like what we did to get here and i understand like they probably had like a they have a different experience of how they got there but it's all like you're still in your job like yeah i don't know well it's, don't, it's interesting <laughs> people like based on their own experiences and, and etc they like scan the environment and and usually bring their own bias and definitely. just like make snap judgments definitely which is interesting because the first time you said you were homeschooled i was like oh my goodness you don't seem like you were homeschooled <laughs> and it's like and you're like, what the fuck does that mean? What is that? Yeah, exactly. Because then you're like, oh my goodness. You like, don't look like you're homeschooled. Is that what like do homeschooled me? people look like? Yeah. <laughs> well, it was actually interesting. Uh, Alex, my friend, was just here before that. And she was like, oh, like, what is this episode about? And so I was like, oh, it's about homeschooling. And, and Faith was homeschooled until high school. And I and I said, She's, she doesn't seem homeschooled. And she was like, yeah, I've known homeschooled kids. And like, I know what you mean. And again, I'm like... I don't really know what that actually means, no. you know? So um, I'm curious if you want to tell us the history mm. or, like, what you've, like, weird comments you've gotten over time. Mm. Um, well, again, something that hasn't been brought up a lot in my adult life because it's not something that, like, normally gets brought up. Like, mm. I'll bring it up as, like, a more, like, I'm ready to be open with somebody when they, like, say something. Don't you remember in, like, pre- like in public school? And I'm like... No, because <laughs> I didn't go to public school. I, like it kind of opens that conversation. So, and people usually more ask me about the experience more than than now than saying like, oh, you don't like seem like a person who would be homeschooled. So yeah. like, and it's almost 
me like also bringing up like people don't think I'm homeschooled because I'm very social because stereotypically people have this pers- like this view on people who are homeschooled so it's something I'll usually comment now less and less people are commenting on it It was more when I was younger like when teachers would like mm. comment it like got my dance teacher or like my taekwondo teacher like they were more comment on it me being a kid <laughs> I don't know which is so strange <laughs> like for an adult to say something to you when you were a kid mm-hmm. it's like you don't even really understand what mm-hmm. stereotypes but are. like kids don't understand what homeschooling is either like because mm-hmm. i don't and that's why like kids never asked me because kids didn't really know what that meant and more and didn't have like a stereotypical something to relate to being like they couldn't like say that phrase like oh you don't look like you're someone who'd be homeschooled as like the same kid age group but like as I'm older and, like, talking about it, like, people, like, will, like, go, like, almost, like, you didn't want to say anything, but now because I mentioned it, now we can talk about it. Yeah. So. Have you ever had somebody go, oh, that makes sense? <laughs> hey, Brennan, that's a funny thing, and he thinks he's funny. <laughs> Brennan's your partner. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, not, that, not to my memory, I don't think. That's really good. I was no. just curious if you had any stories where people are like, mm, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I've unfortunately <laughs> observed. Like, like, typical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I've unfortunately have been the person who judges someone based on that and has said that to someone who has been homeschooled. But you, you wait, you, another homeschooled yeah. person. Thank you for being that honest. Yeah, yeah I respect yeah, that. I've unfortunately no, not, been not that. you saying that, that you telling us that you said that. Yeah, no, right. like, but that's, again, that's something more, like, of my observation of, like, thinking that and then realizing like being in res life now and like you don't make assumptions I think and this was a very different school of thought when I was like in first year university I had no idea what the fuck I was thinking or doing it's like when my sister like complains about brown people and I'm like what? Mm-hmm. that makes a whole lot of sense yeah I'm like hopefully we- <laughs> uh, uh, uh. well that was like that guy that I was hanging out with for a oh, smidge of a time fucking- and he was brown and he was like White men are on the bottom of the totem pole now. And I was like, there's so many things wrong with that sentence. Brown dude saying white, also, white men. Also, yeah. as just like uh, taking that sentence very literally, white men were never on totem poles. Yep. They, they took them down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want to be literal in the sentence you just said? Yeah. Like, they I physically can, tore them down. I can take that sentence figuratively and tell you confidently that you're, yeah, wrong. you're wrong. I can take it literally and also tell, tell you, you that you're wrong. wrong. Mm-hmm. Very wrong. Mm-hmm. In a, like, so many. Yeah. Okay, really, really quick side yes. tangent. I'm probably going to delete this, but That's it's okay. so funny. Oh my god, you like that girl that posted on Instagram. Thought I like you, might delete later. <laughs> or you actually don't mention it and you end up deleting it yeah, later yeah. because you're like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> so I started putting in my dating profile that I, it was, it's on Hinge, so you, you get like prompts of questions. And this one was like, what's an interesting fact about yourself? And I was like, I host and manage a podcast. <laughs> I've got a lot of engagement from that. Wow. Yeah, so I was like sort of self-promoting. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't believe that worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like uh, two of the guys I've been on dates with have asked me what it, what like, because it's come up. Yeah. And they've subscribed. And I know the one guy actually listened to multiple episodes before we like pieced. So, yeah. Do, yeah. You think, do you think Lex would give me more attention if I was like, by the way, I host a ninja podcast? <laughs> and if, if she was like ever ignoring me for a Hallmark Christmas movie, and I was like, hey, I don't know if you know this, but I, <laughs> I host and manage a podcast. Room? Have you seen Room? Um, by Princess Theater? Nope. Yeah, 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 The Room. Yeah, I was going to make a reference to it earlier when well, we were talking about movies. It's called, is it called The Room or Room? 
I'm pretty it's sure it's called, called Room. Okay. So The Room is actually a book about, like, a child abduction yeah. where it's called oh, Room. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where Room, yeah. where room is uh, the, where they got the ideas for disa- the disaster artist. Yeah. Like Tommy room Musso, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tommy Musso. But, like, if you've ever been, highly recommend The Princess Theater. Like, it's more of a comedy. Everyone's engaging and not watching a movie. Yeah, so basically. So they say, like, sports, 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 when, like, sport things for come up reason, on the there's, scene. like, 60 panning aerial shots of San Francisco as like every time they need a break or a transition it's just a wide scanning <laughs> shot of San Francisco and then people say meanwhile in San Francisco, Francisco. <laughs> and like if you look closely at the apartment every single piece of decor every frame every picture everything is just a picture of a spoon for some reason this guy got a discount on spoon posters yeah. and there's everywhere so every time you see, see one spoon, you somebody just yells spoon, spoon! And, you and you just throw plastic spoons so it's like drinking games well, well it's like Rocky Horror Picture Show which I went to I on Halloween in Montreal with so basically Rocky Horror was playing and they had a live uh, people acting out Rocky Horror in the front and then they had the audience all dressed up and you were throwing like there's one scene where um, have you seen Rocky Horror Picture Show no. there's a scene where the main character Frank and Furter um, makes a toast and he says a toast and then everyone just whips toast at the at the screen oh yeah and then that's very interesting there's one where a mummy's getting unwound and you throw toilet paper I feel um, like this would stress me <laughs> no it's fun it's fun like you okay. need to go like if you've never gone like don't be alarmed because everyone's been, people who are there have been there at least 10 times and like yeah. they go for the comedy well, and the engagement not the movie if it's your first movie. time they ask yeah. if it's your first time and they draw a V on your forehead or your cheek <laughs> with um, lipstick yeah I'm not admitting that what, why not? It's hilarious. That'd I be don't do picture well show. in those situations. What situations? I get stressed. What situations? We'll go sometime. Like, it's fun. It's like hazing. No, 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 no. They don't do anything to you after you become you get the V. Like you just have the V. No, that in itself is hazing. Oh. We'll go see Room. It's really fun. Okay. Yeah, I yeah, recommend yeah. just for the experience, not the movie. Sarah gonna, hasn't gone either, so we'll take her. I was going to bring it up because I was going to say that Hallmark movies are terrible, but they make so much money. Yeah. That the movie. Room, room is <laughs> the worst movie I've ever watched in my life. A waste of time. No one knows where this guy got the funds yet. Still, this day to, cr- he, to no, produce he's, that he's movie. Just more rich. He's just yeah, rich. he's just rich. He's wealthy. He he writes, directs, yeah. acts, produces, owns the studio that produces, owns the property mm-hmm. that was it was produced in. And the stupid part is, is it's in like the top three worst movies ever made, and it makes so much money. Yeah, it makes so much money because it gets shown every every first Tuesday at Princess Cinema. It's like it's everywhere. Friday, Friday. It's, yeah. it's all of those things. Yeah. Like viralness. Is when not things a are new... hilariously bad, yeah. they make a lot of money. Of course. Yeah. Circling back, yes, I am curious about two things. Yes. One, your participation in sports mm-hmm. because you were homeschooled, and two, your uh, relationship with pop culture. Oh, we're just okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry, it was things I was cataloging in my brain. Yeah. So yeah, are sorry. are you no, more like, talking about sports when I was homeschooled or sports in like high school, like when I did go to school? Uh, when you were younger. When I was younger. And the importance of it, or mm-hmm. lack of importance of it. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm a very social person because I actually, I not actually, I did interact with people. Um, uh, my parents had two rules growing up and one is I had to learn how to swim so that was my main sport like oh. no matter what like I was in a swim class like I've been swimming since I was four months old wow um, well I'm not swimming four by myself months. obviously but I've, I've been in the water and engaging in swimming since Wait, four months when do, when do babies start walking how old are babies? Well, you do baby classes. Like, you're, they're not actually swimming, but you have the parent in the Yeah, water no, I didn't think you were just out there doing <laughs> Michael Phelps Super singing at four months old. Like, go, 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 go. <laughs> no. No. So, that that was my main. <laughs> <laughs> 
That shit would go viral for just, sure. Just setting the world record in the in the in the twelve month and under age category <laughs> at the Olympics. Yeah, no, well, there actually were these viral videos for the longest time. So the safest way for a child to not, like, have a less chance of drowning is having them swim on their back. And there's a lot of theories out there. Like, you need to teach your child how to, like, turn onto their back if they're, like, like not holding on to anything in the yeah. water. So there are videos out there of babies who, like, the instructors literally let go and, they're, and they just know that they just turn on their back so that they can breathe. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Humans are fascinating. Yes, but again, kid, they weren't. My parents would dip my feet. They gave me swimming lessons, and they dip my feet in a pool. And <laughs> in in Marathi, which is the language I speak, I would just yell, "No, I'm scared! Stop!" <laughs> and they'd like, I'd like scream it until they ended the swimming lesson and took me out of the water. Those is are my favorite kids to work. With. That's why I can't swim. Yeah, yeah. that's purely why. Those are my favorite kids to work with in a pool. Just really? give them to me. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm Can ready you teach to teach them. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've taught adults how to swim too. Um, so yeah, so swimming was my main sport that I had to learn um and, and swimming like you're in classes with like kids and everything so like i was a i did have like my swim friends and all those things and the other one was taekwondo so ah, like i started yep, yeah, yeah yeah so i started taekwondo when i was four years old and that and those were the two main sports that um i had to like do and i want to say those were my only like sports i really did until i went into high school because i did then I did girl guides which is still like a social interaction but not like sports um I was always jealous of the girl guy community. I was never allowed. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't go in it because I definitely remember being jealous because mm-hmm. they had cool shirts and like they all knew each other outside of school. And I was like, ugh, friends. I'm third generation so girl guides. So I just want to clear something up. Mm-hmm. You, you both have black belts in Taekwondo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I have a black belt for work. Mm-hmm. I just wear to work on suits. Yes. Yeah. I, I want to like. We are up. <laughs> Technically, by the state of Korea. Yeah, we have our ID cards. Yeah. No way. Yeah. That's sick. I would hate to piss you two off. I'm gonna be In so Korea, nice. If you go to Korea, you have to show the card because yeah. you declared a weapon. Yeah. North or south? Because <laughs> I was gonna say, I don't know about like if it's north. I feel like he's recruiting. That's, yeah. I'm just, I'm yes. just saying. Yeah. And to my understanding, now this could be a fact check. Also, that if. Yeah. Even in Canada, because like you're still like you're still technically a weapon. If I was to attack someone that's not in yes. defense, I can get charged as a lethal weapon. However, yes. if I was to like attack someone in defense, I would be okay. That is true. Yeah. Whoa. So that's if I I'm was not... to like I don't know beat you senseless right now, I could get a more severe charge than maybe someone who didn't have like the certificate of a black belt. And that's why I I have maintained that I will not start a fight. They have to hit first. Yeah, they have to hit I will first. Finish a fight. What if you goad somebody into hitting you first? So I always I have like some rowdy friends mm. who yeah. are very talk the talk, and I'm like, sure, just like make sure that you duck when um, <laughs> they swing because you've riled them up and yeah. you get them to hit me, and then I will help you out. <laughs> yeah, I went through this phase where people scared me, like I was terrified of punching them by accident. Oh my god, that would have been great! My cousin snuck <laughs> my cousin snuck into my house one time yeah. and hid behind a door. I had no idea he was there. And and I like come to it was like at like the front foyer and I like walk up and he jumps out and I had a hand on his chest like this before my eyes like recognized who it was and I was like, Oh my god and yeah. just freaked out and he was like, Oh my god, <laughs> Yes. Like you know those like movies yeah. like um I can't remember one right now like or even a rom com and there's like ha- like people who have like 
the taekwondo skill and they're yeah. like what the heck and like, no yeah. my favorite like you remember when youtube prank videos were like hot my favorite prank videos were they're the still ones hot yeah, but i was just gonna yeah. say they're not out of style really yeah, yeah they're not it's not vine anymore but still youtube breaks yes. okay so yeah. you went on youtube prank videos when they try to scare like a passerby and their first reaction is to fucking punch and then just knock out the person trying to scare yeah, those them. are the best i love those so i solidly went through that phase where i wasn't even like people like sneaking up on me like people would like poke the side of my like like the side of my stomach or something and i'm like what the crap <laughs> like that like don't do that because some i can't control anything of my reflexes basically yeah i'm a little less reflexive about it right now but if someone was to sneak up me in the house probably would have that same reflex but like if you like poke me or something it won't happen but like a phase happened like that i was like well <laughs> i still get tons like that at bars and clubs and stuff especially mm. when it's like really packed yeah. Concerts, things like that. I'm always like hyper aware of everything happening. Mm-hmm. Are you just aware or are you like on edge? Oh, I'm ready to go. Like you're just like there's been times where like things get tense and like yeah. my fist is already ready to go. So I'm a runner and my biggest fear is like it's 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 it sucks for a female in a running community who likes to run by yes. themselves. Like there's just more like it's like danger you could say. Yeah. Like I've read yeah. lots of articles Definitely. and everything. And the one thing that I've read with people who like have a not a higher chance but have more have had a higher chance of like escaping their kidnapper is they've been wearing sunscreen and the and the lubricant oh. of the sunscreen they can't hold on to their wrists or something like yep. that so now I always wear sunscreen when I run outside <laughs> well I wear sunscreen anyways cause, regardless because I'm a redhead but like because <laughs> 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 I will burn <laughs> and I have tattoos and I want to protect them um, but that's one thing I make sure I do and my, my music's not too loud and, or anything yeah. like that so I used to be a blaster and I'm like no not again. people just going for really oily runs yeah yeah, 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 or the sweat, or like anything whole, like that. I have a whole section in my self defense class about getting out of wrist stuff. Yeah, yeah, y'all are hardcore. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sports though helps Sports. you. Yeah, helps you socialize. That was a terrible trend. <laughs> well, I mean, yes, butchered them a few times. It's so okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> um, I, I just remembered it when we were talking. Also, I was a big dancer. Um, so I've been dancing since um, at ballet and Irish dancing. What didn't you what? do? What? Holy crap. <laughs> Ooh, well, that's the thing. Like, I didn't have a traditional schooling, so I had the opportunity to, like, do, like, cool things. Like, mind you, I still had friends who were, like, in 10 dance classes and were going to school, and they were able to, like, manage it. But, like, I was able – I had the opportunity to do other things besides, like, yeah. one sport, which mm. may or may not do if you're, like, in school. Because um, I never did, like, the school track team because I wasn't in school or, like, the school yeah. – I don't know if schools have soccer teams. I don't know. Yeah. Like, the school – like, the, rec- the required school, like, sport that you had to do. Track and field. It was, is, it most, is it just track and field? It's just – they make yeah. you do track and field until grade 8. Yeah. They make you do that? They make you do it until grade 8. Oh, I thought I just wanted to. No, they make you do it. No, yeah, I'm pretty sure they do it. And then grade 9 is when, like, you, You like, choose. choose. Interesting. But, yeah, so, like, when, like, my friends would, like, be doing that, I wouldn't be because I'd be doing the other things. Um, But I – yeah. See, I think that's – you bring up a point that, like, I think that's one of the things that people have misconceptions about with homeschooled uh, children is that – two – so you brought two things. Mm -hmm. One, like, I don't think people realize that – homeschooling actually represents an opportunity to, di- to diversify your experiences mm-hmm. yeah. rather than strips you of the of the of the school like experience mean girls. <laughs> it's like mean girls. yeah 
Well, yes. I don't live. I'm not in Africa, so like. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, I would have like in my weird stereotype that is literally based on nothing because I don't actually know anybody mm. who's actually homeschooled. I would assume well, that yes, you do. Previous to faith, yes. right across. Previous to faith, I'm saying the the influence <laughs> of my stereotype. Yes. Okay. Oh yeah. I had a point. <laughs> okay, <go back. laughs> I'm just being extra bitchy. I'm sorry. Um, I would, for some reason, assume that you wouldn't leave the house very often, and so you wouldn't do sports. <laughs> yeah. Like, I have a more, like, Stockholm Syndrome view <laughs> than I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you, like, I feel like your view of homeschool is more like a prison than yeah. a school. Like, it's a home prison school. Yeah, probably it's, Hollywood. It still design. is. Like, it still is. He's <laughs> like, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Like, my parents were entrepreneurs, so, like, we went with them. So we oh. were still, like... In a, like, not like encaged is a wrong word, but like we're just <laughs> in prison, <Wow>. in prison, <laughs> um, like school. Um, but we were always like with them. Like we were, it was just my brother and I. So like yeah. we were still like in this very like tight knit like relationships and everything like that. Like as yeah. if you're in a school. Like the only difference literally was I was in a different building where my parents' business yeah. was, not in my house. So they had a business together. Mm-hmm, my parents, yeah. yeah, the same business. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. The other thing that I think you brought up that I think is a misconception as well mm-hmm. is that um, I think a lot of people think when homes when kids are homeschooled like they miss miss out on the opportunity to socialize and really get that yep. interaction. But you're like you you have a ton of friends from all these sports and activities that you do. So mm-hmm. like not only is having the opportunity to diversify your experiences through de- doing these things mm-hmm. one of the byproducts of homeschooling that people don't realize but that's also the other at least with the other opportunity mm-hmm. of socializing yeah that you might not be getting through school yeah and honestly i'd never thought about it but that is awesome and i and i can't speak for everyone's experience but i know like what i was when i spoke with you uh you both before um usually homeschooling it's a community and um, it's the same homeschooling group of kids, like are homeschooled together. So they have, they do have a group and community that they do know, and they socialize through like them. But then again, maybe maybe they don't expand out, or they just stay in that mm-hmm. group. Where like it was much just my brother and I, but then I had the opportunity to have like my dance friends, my swim friends, my taekwondo friends, and I had that like expanding out community to be able to socialize outside of my brother and I learning math or like algebra or something like yeah. that. So so like, what did an average day of school look mm. like in your home mm-hmm. whenever we did school <laughs> um yeah so um you can get the whole curriculum at chapters so my parents um did our curriculum outside of the books for like math mostly math and english like the sciences we did like fun science experiments like my favorite one is oh still in- engraved into my brain is we planted a carrot in a tank and you would see the roots like the the carrot top, and you would see the roots with the with the uh, the dirt. That's so it. just That's to kind of so see cool. like what like what roots look like. So like we yeah. did like kind of fun things like that. I remember I hated it at the time, but I know why my mom did it, and I love her for it now. We did like math hopscotch. So we yes. do our times tables with like hopscotch. Oh my god, that's so. And much each more different fun. week was like a different timetable. So like, okay, we're doing like our fours, we're doing our fives, now we're doing our sixes. Would you fully do the hopscotch outside? Yeah, outside. That's sick. Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that would be like our non-traditional kind of learning some things, and then we would sometimes. So like the thing about my homeschooling, it was not every single day we had school. Like we would go through phases where we would do school every day for like maybe two, three, four, or five weeks, and then we would take like a break for like. 
six months or something like that. Like it was never like a continuous like school so every day. So there were times we did like non-structural, which was like the hopscotch, or we did flashcards in the car, or like we did like spelling tests or like anything like that. Um, but there was <laughs> there was a time where we would sit down. It was mostly math. That was like the sit down lesson. Like yeah. we would learn the math like problem. Like they, my parents would teach us that, and then um, we would do the homework based on what we just learned, and then. After that, we would do our chores and then have to read specific chapters in a book that we're leisurely reading. So that's how I learned how to read was more leisurely reading, not um, at and like the like this is what a vowel is, a verb and like all those things I learned, too. So because sometimes we were just so busy or my parents were busy with work that we didn't like it wasn't every day that we sat down. So it just depend. Yeah. Like, and that was more in the younger, like in the younger ages that we did that. And then when I kind of got older, we kind of got lenient, lenient with it. But when I was in grade eight, I actually went to Oxford Learning Center to learn French before high school because I had no lick of French. Um, so I did that before I went to school. So that was like my still one-on-one and still like learning still didn't really do well. I also like to call myself the guinea pig child because my brother actually went to a public school and went to the time that they did French in the grade eight classroom. He, they, they worked with the school that he would go at that time, learn French and, le- and left. That's sick. Mm-hmm. I wish I had that option. So interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm like, the school was okay with that. Peace. Peace. Yeah. No, no. Bonjour. Au revoir. You're so cultured. That's all I know. I just said all the French. Did you take Great Aunt French? Did you have to? Yeah, it's yeah, okay. a Great Aunt French. Did you take it after? Did you take it after? No, I passed it with a 54 and was happy with it. Nice. Moved on with my life. And I was like, bye French. Au revoir. Yeah, I didn't take French ever again. My mom t- made me take grade 10. Yeah. And then she bought me, like, CDs to, like, learn at home. Oh, God. She was very obsessed with French. And she was like, you have to learn another language to be competitive in the world. And I was like, I get you. Wow. <laughs> I get you. Yeah. It makes sense, but no. Yeah. And then in grade 11 and 12, I was like, I'm going to get places in the world by math and science and so i don't have room for french see that's hilarious to me because every single brown kid ever will tell you that is at the brown parents are like at the first possible sign fuck languages fuck arts <laughs> you're taking every single yeah. math and science elective you can possibly take until grade 12 i took all three sciences and every available math yeah there was not one math or science course i did not take at me in my high school same 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 like, if I was to have the choice of going to school, I wish I was in French immersion because I think French is a very beautiful language. And now I, I, I struggle with language. Like, that's a part of my brain that just can't – it's not compatible with, like, learning language. Like, so mm. when I was an undergrad, I had to take two, like, quote-unquote language courses. I was like, fuck, like, how do I, like, get around this? Did you do the thing? No. <laughs> well, you could take a language course or a lang- or a language culture course. Yeah, so I, I learned that. the cult- – I learned about Italian culture. I loved it. Me too. I did the Italian um, culture one. I I have my favorite professor. I can't remember his name. I think it's like is Gabriel or something yes! like that. I love he, him. He's I so was sweet. So obsessed with I him. had him three times, and I was like, I love you. You're an amazing, man. You're just yeah. so sweet. He's this old man who loves. He's like the Italian ambassador of Canada, I think, yeah. for Italy. Fucking casual. Yeah, yeah, yeah seriously. He just like, like he, reeks of Italian. Yeah, and he's <laughs> always, it's just like Italians. <laughs> he's just so, he's so Italian. Italy was like, we want you to show people what yeah. Italians look well, like. Well, he goes to Italy. Like, I'm pretty sure he was born and raised in Italy. He's born oh, and yeah. raised in Italy. And his um, name is what? 
Gabriel. Gabriel, Gabriel, I can't remember his last name. And he's Bellissimo. also he's like cutie patootie. He's like your general old man. He's just like really he's he's just really fun. He just I have weird tastes. <laughs> <laughs> he was a cutie patootie. But it's just like patootie. he would just like try to like make fun of something in class, and we're all laughing at the fact that he's trying to have like make fun of something and not actually funny of the statement that's like funny. Cute. He's a very nice man. My language nice elective was German. And Ooh. the only story... I almost took German, and you... I dropped it out before I even took it. I was like, nope! So, it's a tough language, <laughs> but then language. one time... So we used to have... I forget what it was, but we had Friday tutorials on certain days, and they'd like sometimes... I think that's why I dropped weird. it. I was like, tutorials? Yeah. <laughs> and it was like around Oktoberfest, and I forgot we had a tutorial, and I texted some friends. They were like, hey, do you want to meet up at Bomber and have a drink? And I was like, done, down, let's do it. And at the time, Bomber had a deal where you... Buy a 42-ounce Stein of Sleeman, you get to keep the Stein. Yeah, and I think I have it in my room. So I drink out of it every night. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> it's, like, massive. Yeah, I drink a lot of water. I told you oh, guys that. Oh, it's water. I it's thought he was talking about beer. Oh, God, no. Yeah, it's, it's, like, my... it's, like, this big. It's huge. Yeah, it's 42 ounces, roughly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Continue. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, so I, so I get there, and I order it, and it's, like, it's I think it's, like, 11.45, and I order this, and it's all good. And then my buddy sitting at the table was like, hey, don't you have a like, German tutorial at noon? After I've already ordered it. And I was like, fuck, I do. So the Stein comes, and I drink it, like all of it, put the Stein in my backpack, went to this German tutorial, was f- like, and you know how it hits you after a while? Two minutes into this, plastered, <laughs> hammered. She asked, we were doing an exercise where you have to go on a map of uh, Berlin, and you say left or right. Links erect, and then I said, she asked me, I said the German word for washing machine. <laughs> so, so I had no idea what was happening. I didn't take time to look what's on the board. I just said the person that came to mind. <laughs> and she's like, I'm going to come back to you. <laughs> um, we did the Europe trip in high school that mm-hmm. a lot of I did too. Did. Oh, nice. Where did both. you go? Um, the first one was Italy. Um, we were originally going to go to Greece, but that's when Greece had their riots, so we uh, cut that out. <laughs> yep. Um, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then they did something completely different my final year of high school, and we went to like five different countries. We went oh, to yeah. Czech Republic, Germany, Austria, Hungary, and that's it, I think, just the four. That's so cool. But like within those, like we stopped by Prague like quickly and like yeah. we went here quickly and like we went on Germany the only day on a Sunday and everything was closed. But it was still <laughs> really cool like to be able to like step foot in like all these countries. But it's, uh, it's interesting with those high school tours that you got to see so much of the world and I also came from a very small town, so it's like, you're not exposed to anything, and then it's just like, 10 days, stimulation everywhere, woo, 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 like, countries yeah. all the time. It's like, it's a lot. I thankfully was able to go on a trip when I was still homeschooled um, in oh, grade wow. 8. My Did dad... you go with your classmates? No, I... Well, with my brother, yes. <laughs> <laughs> go identify my brother as my classmate, um, and the answer would be yes. Um, my dad was in Afghanistan um, with the military, and oh. they had this opportunity halfway through... Wait, I, have I thought your dad so was an entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my well, goodness. Well, he is an entrepreneur, but he's part-time military. Well, so, now, right now he's full-time. And yeah. he has a degree in mathematics. Mm-hmm. And he's military. Mm-hmm. And he's an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things. <laughs> you have very interesting parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, and my mom yeah, did the same degree one, I man. did. Yeah, I know. Damn. It's just like, dude, just do one. Um, wow. Okay, so Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when he was in Afghanistan, well, when you do a tour, like, it depends. So my, bro- my dad is a reservist, so with his tour, he had the opportunity of paid leave. So he halfway through the tour, he could either come home or, like, go somewhere else. And usually he... He feared, like, if he was to come home, he felt like he had to, like, put to work being at home and be stressed and the fact that he has to go back 
um, oh. for, to finish this tour. So we oh. met in Europe. So my first Europe trip when I was in grade eight, um, my 14th birthday actually week, um, we went to England, France, and Scotland. Um, and that was my first integration into like traveling and everything was that. And I don't think I would have been able to do that if I was also in like school. Yeah. Because we were gone for like two weeks. Again, I don't know how the school system really works when it comes with kids you, living you in a classroom. Um, like how long you can be out of a classroom. But no. we were able to do that. But also let me be interest in the Europe trips and be able to go by myself with the classmates in high school and everything. So another stereotype I would have of homeschooled kids is that <laughs> parents are really close minded. Mm-hmm. And like they're like, I don't want them to see the world. I'm gonna just tell them my values and my mm-hmm. values only. But... And here we are, Faith's dad with a math degree and a weapons license. <laughs> yeah, there we what? go. <laughs> no, that's so interesting that you got so much exposure in probably more exposure than the traditional school. Maybe, yeah. And again, I, I can't... I, 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 I'm yeah. going to say yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Based on what I'm hearing yeah. and what we went through, yeah, like, yeah. I'm going to go with yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because it wasn't, it was in February or something like that. Like it wasn't during the summer or anything. Yeah. Like it was like one hundred percent. Yes. And I went to a Catholic elementary school, and so they were just like, just like hitting away the new stuff. They were like, no, no, you don't get that. It's too progressive. No. No, definitely. Like my so my dad joined the military when I was seven. Um. So I pretty much grew up with it, and it was oh, it's very interesting that I observe now, like. Because as a kid, you observe, you absorb everything, and I find that because I didn't have that structure of school, I had like a different. I find I always find I have a different mind than everybody else because I have a very creative mind and just like look at things maybe differently than like you might look at something or whatever like that. And I always absorbed what the media said about like war zones or like what was perceived when it came to like culture and everything and like. Um, with my dad being in Afghanistan, I was very, like, forward-minded of, like, people, the people are being oppressed and, like, yada, yada, so yada, good. yada. Um, so it kind of got me introduced into a certain mindset. Like, I was very military-esque. Like, I'm still kind of am. a um, military-esque mindset the because that's what I absorbed. Well, that's just it, right? Um, and then when I got into university, it kind of opened my mind. Like, it was still, like, my identity in a way, but I kind of started close, like, step by step opened my mind yeah. to like other things but I was a very straightforward mm. like this is my mindset based on what I grew up with and then I was military um, that's really yeah. cool though that it because it's, it's exactly opposite to what I think most people would think is that oh like my perception uh, of homeschooling would have been that it it creates a narrower mindset mm-hmm. but it really served to open yours up a lot more than I'm assuming most people from my experience at least have ever but then that. again, I didn't grow up with uh, with strong religion beliefs. So is, like, yeah, is most homeschooling like kind of also tied to religion? To my understanding, that is okay. it from my interaction with other people who are homeschooled. Because I did meet other people who were homeschooled, and we were like we're kind of the same, kind of not same based on like even the structure. Because like those homeschool kids were like it was usually through like it was all the same parents who went to the same church, and they all had the same like mindset that they wanted to homeschool their kids and they went through that like mm. like that, that that lens of think like critical thinking of how they want to like educate their children and mm. they would go to like field trips together and they would do this together so again they're very like together with everything and they had that religion foundation which I didn't right so I found that even though I didn't have that religious foundation I still had a different foundation which was military and that's what my mindset was and I want to say because I don't know if it was because I didn't have like a religious like foundation, but maybe like being in university, I like let myself be more open. Where like I might know people who because they have a very specific foundation, they're a little less 
open than what I am. Yeah. Like, maybe. Like, I don't know. Like, I have met many people. Like, I'm not, like, bashing religion, but, like, I know, pe- like, religion is very strong with people, and that's their faith, and that's what they believe in. But I found maybe, I found because I didn't have a very strong, like, really, really strong belief in something, I was able to, like, open my mind a little more to something else. Like, yeah. my best friend's Muslim. I love her to death, and I've learned more about her. Like, she's very open to me asking questions, and I want to learn more about the culture and everything. And if you would have asked me, like, five years ago what my perception on, like, the Muslim community, it's very different. Yeah. So, like, I gave myself the opportunity to learn things, even though I I was still mindset with my homeschooling um until like my undergrad like also again small town your your views are very narrow yeah. for other things also but i don't know a, que- a question i do have mm-hmm. is and i'm weird to ask this because it also could just be personality driven mm-hmm. rather than uh even tied i was to a weird kid so ask me anything yeah. about <laughs> i mean we're all weird all yeah <laughs> never fit in <laughs> yeah um, no, so my question was, like I said, it could be a product of who you are as a person, and it seems like it might be, but I'm just curious if you're homeschooling anything to do with this. Mm-hmm. I find, like, in that context, and then the kind of the stories you've told, it seems like you're, I'm trying to find the word, hold on, you're really uh, cool. motivated, got it. I was like, cool. <laughs> you're really motivated to take the first step and kind of put yourself out there and search for information. You're like, you're, mm-hmm. you, you seek to acquire information and learn. Mm-hmm. And you take that initiative to, to, to kind of acquire that information, which I think, like, I think a lot of people... Beautiful. That was solid. That's on the audio. Sorry. Yeah, no. I was trying to make sure not that wasn't on there. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. It was my favorite thing. Uh, I think no, I just... Continue. I just mean, like, a lot of... I think a lot of people that I know, or at least I went through the traditional school system, are so used to having just information given to them, mm-hmm. and then, here, here's the information, yeah. go, go memorize it, or just, like, here it is, go yeah. learn it rather than having to seek out that information for Definitely. yourself, which I think is a different skill. Do you think that that has anything to do with being homeschooled, or is that just mm, you? It might just be me, because if I was to give you a brief timeline of how my mind works, basically, was that I was any other child, which I didn't know any better of anything. Like, whatever. Like, you soak in information, and you, like, think that's the correct information, and you just spew it back out, basically. Mm-hmm. Um not having that I guess that fed information like I still like had fed information like I danced so like you were told specific steps that you had to do in order to like get the correct choreography or like anything like that and even at that point like I guess in school like you would ask questions like oh I don't understand that step I don't understand that twirl like how do I work through this problem um because in high school I was not like that whatsoever like I don't know how the homeschooling really like made me the way I am today like it might have because I want to say the high it was almost like I was very open to questions and like problem solving when I was homeschool but when I was in high school I was very like um like held in like I didn't ask I didn't ask anything like I was almost like depriving myself of like the opportunity of asking anything and then slowly brought myself back out in university to like understand like asking more questions again and like being okay with asking questions because I think there was a I felt like when I was homeschooled because I was in a traditional classroom, I could ask almost everything and anything. Mm. Like, why this? Like, kids ask questions all the time. Like, well, why does? Why do you do that? Like, why does this happen? Like, why is there war here? Why is this person like the begging on the street? Like, why? Like, why? 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 And, and I think my for me, well, that's just it, right? And my teachers hated me in high school. <laughs> like, well, like at least like the ones, the ones that were, taught me from grade nine, ten, maybe halfway through eleven. Like I kind of got my act together. Like I was still involved in like in the community of high school, but the actual academics, 
I was not a strong academic. I never asked questions. I was trying to get by the bare minimum and my teachers got really mad at me for that and would like label me as this person who was not a very intelligent person because I'm not getting 100% on the math test or something like that. I don't know if that's what they thought, but I just know teachers were had a different perception on me because I wasn't a strong academic and then that started I started to close off and I started not to ask questions anymore and coming to university my first I remember texting my mom one time in first year I was like mom I don't think I belong in university because like I did I didn't really good on a quiz or something like that and she was like I know like I was very I very struggled with academics and everything um and I remember she like called my 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 godfather's uh, wife lives in Guelph and like she she called her being like you need to call Faith and like meet with her and like all these things and so I've slowly opened back up to asking questions and being comfortable with them and like and I've met the like I've met my people like I've met the people that I can ask these questions for which in in homeschooling I was able like I asked my parents everything and all those things then I was like I kept myself in like kept to myself and like closed those doors in high school and then slowly opened them back up and you're like this is my space I'm here Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. have you reflected on that sort of angsty transition in high school at all? Um, I messaged my parents once in a while saying I'm sorry and they asked me if I'm drunk and I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm actually severely sorry because I I don't know. Like I, I went through a lot of like mental health things in high school that at that point I knew they were very bad, but it seemed like that group of people I almost secretly identified because of my mental health, my mental health things. And I don't know, like reflecting on it I try not to let that define me who I am and I'm very persistent on making sure that doesn't define who I am but I don't know I I reflected I was like man I was a shitty teenager like I was a shithead like who like my poor parents (laughs) and half the time my dad wasn't there because he was in the military doing something so my poor mother (laughs) and I always had messages being like I'm so sore and they're like are are you drunk I'm like no like I'm actually sorry like please take my apology so I I reflect on it for more for myself like I don't usually like like um vocalize like my reflections more as a reflection of myself yeah like it was a bad teenage angst Never would go back. I don't like high school. Never would go back. Retweet. Retweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah we've yeah, talked yeah. about it on previous episodes. Just yeah. that high school is just rough. Oh, uh, are you going to homeschool? I don't know if you want kids. If mm. you should want kids and that's something you want in your future, would you homeschool your kids? This is the biggest dilemma of my life right now. <laughs> yes. I think... Right now? Well, like... Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I don't know if I talked about him about this because he went through school, so like I don't know what his perception is. Like, yeah. for me, this is my thought right now. This could change like in five years whenever I actually get to the opportunity. We're not going to hold kids. you to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I know, I know. What? If I was in the opportunity to homeschool my children, I probably would. But if I would, like, and I think my parents had the opportunity because they were entrepreneurs, because mm-hmm. they were able to like have that structure where. I have no idea how, like, does that mean I don't work? Like, I cannot, like, I love working. Like, I love doing what I do. So, like, for me, I wouldn't give that up, as selfish as that might sound, like, give that up just to homeschool my children. Like, if I was an opportunity to homeschool them, I probably would. Well, you could work and teach, kind of. Yeah. 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 I mean, honestly, like, I have a lot of issues with the education system. And then I do, too, because I've never, even, even though I haven't been in it, I still have issues with it. Yeah, because... 
I in the it was very rare that I actually had an opportunity where I I experienced growth at the right speed and the right attention and the right mm-hmm. time. And so if I could give my kid now I would never want to homeschool my kid ever, um, pers- like me. Mm-hmm. But I would hire somebody to homeschool my kid mm-hmm. because like then they get one on one attention and they may discover a way of learning or a way of. Um, teaching that like isn't gonna happen in the standardized school system exactly. and that's what I have a hard time like I understand standardization completely like I totally get it we it's have efficient to, yeah we have to educate yeah. the masses education is is a value right now in our in our society and, mm-hmm. and, it, and it gets you further ahead but like standardization doesn't yeah. account for those the uniqueness of yeah. somebody and I just I think a lot is lost I think it will also depend what government we have uh, officiating the educational oh. system to uh-huh. my decision of that. If you, for example, if you look at the sexual health, that, like Brett and I actually had, the, my partner and I actually had this conversation the other day about our sex ed yeah. education. Yep. And so, Ooh, my, that's an interesting topic. Thank you for bringing that <laughs> up. Yeah. So my parents will say something different than what I have. I'm going to say. So my only traditional sexual education was grade nine gym class. And that's pretty much been it. And even in that, it's more they... Because Brian and I actually had a conversation about this the other day of, like, what we were, like, taught in, like, sexual education. Yeah. And that's why I'm very... I have my opinions on the, the revised sexual education curriculum is, like, consent, for example. Like, I was never taught consent in um, high school grade 9 gym class. And even Brennan, and he's been through the educational system yeah. his whole life. He, neither he was taught that, doesn't, too, doesn't right? come up, no. No. So I remember being taught, like, if you have sex, you probably get this disease, that disease, yep. or that disease. And this is how you prevent from even getting those diseases. And so what happens to your ovaries or your vagina yep. or, like, blah, 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 blah. I remember at my school they passed around a wooden dildo and then had the ah. Apparently ours, apparently ours got stolen, so we used a banana, and it was yeah, really we had the banana. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and a wooden a wooden dildo. That's weird. And they practice putting a condom on. Also, who makes wooden dildos? Yeah. Who uses look, a wooden dildo? Maybe yeah. maybe it's just the boys' gym class that gets it. No, the, like no I'm talking about the girls. It was the girls' <laughs> oh, gym class. The okay. boys didn't get a condom or a dildo. They didn't tell us anything <laughs> about that. I was like, we're the ones with dicks. Why don't you tell us about the condom? Yeah. <laughs> How does one do this? <laughs> Can you just give me a visual? Mm-hmm. So, like, that was my only, like, introduction to, like, Basically, sex is bad, don't have it because this will happen to you. Kind yeah. of spiel. In grade 9 gym class, you're in for like two weeks and you do a test saying now you're like set. But when growing up, I don't really remember having those kind of conversations with my parents about like why was my body like changing or like what mm-hmm. does this mean or like I remember freaking out when I got my period the first time because I did not know what the fuck was happening with me and I was at my grandparents' know. house. <laughs> And, Me too. and suddenly, like, Whoa. bleeding out of my vagina. And I'm like, oh, what the God, fuck is yeah. happening at, like, 12 years old? I was, still wearing, <laughs> I was still wearing, like, day of the week underwear. I vividly remember it being Sunday. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's fantastic. I can't. That's um, fantastic. <laughs> I was also having a great period, so it was very weird. Yeah, and it was to the point where, like, I called my grandmother upstairs, and I was like, what is this? And then she, like, calls my mom, and I'm like, no one's still, like, telling me, like, what this means. <laughs> Your grandma's like, what the, like, the hell what the hell? Explain or this? even when, like, my boobs were growing. Like, I vividly remember them, like, my, my parents, like, kind of talking about it, but never explaining to me. Like, I think they explained to me, like, your body is changing, but I'm like, but, like, why? Like, why at this time now I know their boobs, but, like, at the time, like, why? Why is my, my chest hurting? Like, what's happening down there? Kind of like, oh, oh. or like when this is, I don't know, really TMA, like, or even when I start growing no like TMI. pubic hair or things oh, like yeah. that. Like, what is, like, I don't understand. 
Like, I remember that was a weird conversation, like, when I was a young kid with, like, grade eights, and pe- girls would kind of talk about their pubic hair, being like, oh, like, do you have pubic hair? Do you have pubic hair? This is also, like, camp, so, like, it was, like, free range for anything for questions. Oh, I don't um, remember ever acknowledging that as a kid. I don't remember who started initiating the conversation. I remember vividly somewhere someone asked about, like, oh, do you have hair down there? And it's like... No, yes, but I didn't want to admit to it yeah, because yeah. that's a weird question to ask. Well, like, is this bad or is good? Is this bad or is good? <laughs> like, I don't know. So anyway, so that was kind of like, and my parents would argue differently from what I'm saying because they said, like, well, because like, so my parents are fish breeders and like fish have sex all, sex all the time. So like their perception was more like, oh, like you grew up with this. Like, what do you mean you didn't know anything about sex? I'm like, but like... <laughs> I really didn't know, like... The like, fish were having the sex. The fish were having sex. Didn't like, that's it? what happened. Like, you know, like, when you play the Barbies, like, they just, like, bang against each other, and, like, oh, that's, like, how babies are made. Like, that's not really, like... <laughs> there's no penis or vagina, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that was my perception was, like, oh, they, like, do, like, sleep, sleep in the bed, and they you have a baby. Hug. You just hug, and that's it. You have a baby. Yeah. I, and I don't blame my parents for whatever reasons they had for, like, anything for sexual education, and being homeschooled, being... Again, I was still a sheltered child in a lot of ways. Like, I had, like, a very strict curfew. Like, I've been grounded once in my life, and I absolutely fucking hated it. And I was I did nothing to make sure I got grounded again. And so I, lo- I know a little more na- about now about, like, sex and things like that. And because of my artwork, I'm a little more open about it and can have conversations. But, like, for the longest time, like, I went to the public health... I went to the public health clinic to get birth control. Like, I never told my parents I was on birth control. Like, I was very nervous like having those conversations with my parents because like I think every it's not just a homeschooling thing but like everyone's like oh like sex like don't do it and I'll be yeah. like but like I want to like see what birth control is like and I did have a partner at the time so like I don't know just very interesting like vibes of like sex and even talking to my parents about sex even still and I feel like I it's kind of been that my whole entire life being homeschooled kind of sheltered Apparently was kind of taught. I didn't think I was taught until <laughs> the fish. Until the fish, remember? Yeah. Like, the fish had sex. Like that's how you know. Like or like I think we tried to breed my hamsters, and even then, like I didn't understand penis and vagina. Same. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, that's the same. Like, anyways, did not learn about consent until literally it's been a whole huge topic until right now, and that's why I think it'll depend what our government is like with their educational system. If I'll. Yeah. what and where my life is to like really consider what the best option would be for my children and their education would you consider like only teach doing the sex ed part of of that at home and then i definitely would talk about yeah like growing up the way i did again not a bad thing mom dad i love you (laughs) um and knowing where I am now with, like, with my, like, sexual health and everything, like, I would want to have the further conversation and then whatever our kids are having in school these days, like, and I think, this will, again, this is a very, like, more further topic than, like, I think we can even get into today, but same thing with, like, like, the LGBTQ plus community, like, what does that mean? Like, what does it mean to be who you are? Like, how do you identify? And, like, I don't think that's going to be something that's going to be in the, like, the discovering yourself slash sexual education curriculum that might be be eradicated or never put forward because of a certain government that's in power right now Fuck door. <laughs> totally. um so yeah yeah i i'm like do we big, big talk, talk small summaries yes or do i like say my perspective on sex education yeah but we could do that too you can do that too. i mean it's yeah you're the one editing so it's yeah. up to you okay well i just i really i had some things that i was like oh mm. i want to say so um my mom she chose the approach of she gave me a book that had a lot of stuff. I'm pretty sure there's a book too somewhere in the life also. And it was like it was so good because it was written from the perspective of like a 13 year old woman Mm. and 
then, so you read the book, and there was, like, various things. Like, it wasn't, like, worksheets, but it was, yeah. like, things to reflect on, like, little prompts and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and then she gave me the book, and she said, I like it. And I'm pretty sure we, like, went to the library together to pick it out or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then she said, read it, and then come to me with questions. And so it gave me a safe space to, like, reflect yeah. on my own, figure out what I wanted to say, and then if I had questions, I could ask her. The one thing that I will say, though, is that I and I, I've talked about this in the past, I've talked about it with a lot of people I know, is that um, sexual desire is not a conversation for young women. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a conversation for young men. And uh, I, don't, I don't think parents know how to talk about that yet. And I hope to be the generation of people who do identify that with their kids because it is absolutely too, uh, absurd to think that young females don't have the same desires as young males like it is absolutely absurd and some women might even be like more on the spectrum which i was Mm -hmm. and like now are you saying more like in this in the sexual desires or desires in general towards someone else uh, sexual desires. Sexual desires. And and I had no idea what was going on Mm -hmm. and i remember like not understanding enough and like I don't I I think this is like not something I'm supposed to talk about. No one has identified this as a thing and I just was in this confusion state and I remember mm-hmm. like there were like things that my mom would figure out and then there was like a little bit of like you don't need to do that conversation. And I don't think she meant it in the way that yeah. I perceived it, but then I definitely perceived a sense of shame and guilt. Mm-hmm. And so I I felt like I had to hide that part of me for a very long time. And so similar to like that closed feeling in yeah. high school, mm-hmm. I felt that with that that part of who I was because I was like, oh, this is shameful. Like I'm not Definitely. supposed to feel these feelings. And then I got to university and I was like, okay, I'm allowed to be more vocal, but I, I was like so inexperienced. I was like, I don't even know how I'm supposed to like act on these things that mm-hmm. I felt my whole life in my own world. Like how am I supposed to invite another human into this this feeling that has been mine and in this like closet of feelings for my entire life. Like, it was such a vulnerable thing. You can talk about it, but it's different than actually inviting somebody into it. Mm-hmm. So it took me a really long time to be okay with intimacy because that was something that I had like held in this like little box with just myself. And then when, when I got to the other side, I was like, oh my God, I need to advocate for every woman who's ever felt like this because like you shouldn't feel ashamed of your sexuality and well, how big it is. And that's the thing that is still present today is that again, like, oh, women cover up your shoulders because you're distracting the men. Like, yeah. it's almost in the same wavelength, you know what I mean? Totally. Like, women, as a woman, you're not supposed to feel these ways, but as a man, it's okay. You can express your it's desires. It's manly. It's manly, like, to have an erection or whatever. Totally. <laughs> like, things like that. No, but it's you a know? sense of dominance. You're mm-hmm. like, but, but, like, it was, yeah. No, I, yeah, I don't know. I just think it's, a, it, the example I have is really cool. So there's this temple in the south of India, um, that's for a long time women have not been allowed to enter mm-hmm. uh, that temple. Like just straight up no women, regardless of what they're wearing, you're not allowed to have women because the devotees that worship in that temple that are men have taken an oath of celibacy. And by women being present there, uh, it threatens that celibacy. You see Daniel rolling her eyes out right uh, now. You're going to like what I'm getting to <laughs> I'm next. Getting to okay. uh, and so that was state law, that women could not enter that temple. It was a holy space. You're threatening the celibacy the holy people there, holy men there. And the Supreme Court of India said, excuse me, no the fuck they're not. (laughs) And literally this panel of judges said, it's not the responsibility of women to to cover themselves to avoid the temple. They're like, they're like literally, if those people can't stay devoted to their faith and their celibacy after just visually seeing a woman, then they're not 
they're not faithful or going to be yeah. celibate. Like that's that's on. It's not. It's their responsibility. Exactly. Their devotion, their faith is their responsibility, not the responsibility of somebody else entering that temple. They're they're two independent things. It's and so it's crazy to me that even historically, like the responsibility of um, evoking desires has been on women like cover up because you're going to make that guy feel like he wants it no distracting them from their education and so it's interesting because a lot of people are like oh well so and and it is people are saying that's uh, that's that's part of the movement to empower women and it is part of the movement to empower women but i think the flip side of that is the people who are threatened the men who are threatened by this happening but i think an interesting perspective that i took when i first kind of thought about these things is that it's also in a way empowering men in that I think um, people need to be take responsibility for their emotions and feelings and thoughts and actions. And this, by literally saying, it is not somebody else's responsibility for your own thoughts, feelings, and emotions and desires. Yeah. By forcing people to take on that responsibility of themselves is empowering them to deal with that. Big, top, small, summaries. Because I'm feeling like a sassy man today. That's what I'm going to say. Yes, yes. Uh, big talks, small summaries. So usually I come up with a question on the fly. Okay. Um, and then it's a word or a phrase. Ashay always does a phrase uh, exactly. that could be written on a t-shirt in the future. Damn, We're not sure. gotta call me out like that. <laughs> um, so a word or a phrase. So <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna come up with a thing. We'll give you a little time to think, okay. and yeah. you can then spit it out. You. Uh, some of our past guests have been like, oh, but I don't think this is profound. It always ends up being, like, profound because yeah. you're just like... You're Sorry, I'm saying I'm responding, like, in a one-word response or a yeah. phrase. Okay. So what I'm going to say... I'm going to pick a word this time just to fuck with you. <laughs> <laughs> I, sh- I showed you. I showed her. Okay. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> oh, I... Okay, so usually it's, like, advice-based, but mm-hmm. I think I'm going to take it a little bit controversial this right. time. Ooh. Ooh. Mix it up a little bit. So normally I'm like, what's a word or a phrase you would tell like people to advise them on a better way of life or like whatever. You're gonna look at the tabloids tomorrow. I this know. is risque. Well, I'm like hashtag content. <laughs> <laughs> Full circle. Uh, so I'm gonna say a word or a phrase of your viewpoint on education. Mm-hmm. Wait, do I have to be controversial too, or can I just say my no, word? No, no. Okay, you, I have if my you word. Support it. Then go ahead. I have I have a word that. Then you guys can think while I say that yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My word, at Danielle Burt, my word is perspective. Ooh. Yeah, see, it's a word, not a phrase. And not my explanation word. for that is that um, I think it's interesting, the conceptions, the perspective that people have of homeschooling, that homeschooling uh, may lead to narrowing your... Uh, a child's horizons and opportunities for interactions and perspective but in reality there's pros and cons to everything and clearly for those people that have that kind of viewpoint that it can narrow it they are not fully understanding the opportunities it creates for a person like yourself faith to really broaden their perspective and i'd say that you actually through your unique experiences have a broader perspective than most people Mm -hmm. so perspective perspective love it i don't know if i can come up with a word because of my experience my I think education is very broad with like if you're comparing it between like the public like from like preschool to high school to post-grad to graduate like I don't know what my word would be because that's a very broad there's lots mm. underneath that umbrella like if I was to tell you educate like my like my if I say a word based on education for um high school and uh, elementary school is um stressful and um too much and I'll explain that. Like, and yeah. again, that's why my parents didn't want put my brother and I in school. Is that you're, 
you're putting these young kids in school from 9 a.m. to like 4.30 p.m. learning about just like being able to, again, teach them how to sit in a chair and, and learn traditionally from a blackboard, from someone speaking in front of the room from them, learning many sub- subjects from like math, science, language, English, gym, like so much content and having homework after school. Like there's no room for opportunity for kids to be kids because again, I understand if that's a routine, but it's very, it, it can be very stressful. And I've met people who are very stressed about grades and they're in grade six. And I'm like, but why? And that's why my parents didn't put my brother into it because it's just too much. Like it's too much to put a kid through. So that's why I think those would be my two words there for education based on my experience in high school and my non-experience in elementary because I was homeschooled. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that perspective. Yeah. I like that. I'm going to switch it up and do a phrase. Woo! We're just flipping the table wow. this year. It's spicy on Fuck Small Talk today, guys. Um, so my phrase is the classroom is not it. So I say that because I have made... Oh, please react to that. <laughs> that was trendy, <laughs> too. Was that a, wasn't that a play on This Ain't It, Chief? Sure. I don't know about Damn! Well. <laughs> Danny! Yeah, I know. I'm brilliant. Okay. Um, so th- I, just to further explain on that, I've had my biggest jumps, leaps, growth periods, whatever you want to call it, uh, outside of the classroom. Yep. The classroom has very much complemented that, and I don't think I... Mm. I I really value and thrive in the structure of education. Um, some of my best mentors in life were my teachers. Uh, some of my best friends in life yep. were my teachers. Yeah. Hashtag I was not cool. Um, <laughs> but then I had, in terms of actual growth and like yeah. the development of my personality and like the challenging my comfort zone part, which really made me who I am, was outside the classroom. Definitely. So I would say the classroom's not it. I like that. Thank you. I think that's a succinct... I would agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, thank you so much, Faith, for joining us on this brilliant yeah. podcast. Yeah, having brilliant today. episode. Yeah. Faith, you are awesome. A pleasure to talk to. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you have questions, comments, concerns, or feedback, you can shoot us an email by emailing fsmalltalk at gmail.com, reach out to us on Instagram at fsmalltalk, or visit our website, fsmalltalk.com. We wanted to give a big thank you to our lovely and talented friend Ada for the musical considerations. She's an amazing up-and-coming independent recording artist specializing in R&B, pop, and funk. She's available for collabs and shows, so if you liked what you heard, simply hit her up on Instagram, at AdaSoLive. That's at A-I-D-A so live. If you want to hear more of her stuff, you can find her at soundcloud.com forward slash Ada so live. That's soundcloud.com forward slash A-I-D-A so live. She's amazing, so definitely go check her out. A big thank you also goes out to Lonnie for producing the awesome track you heard. He is an R&B and hip-hop producer who's worked with major artists, including Drake, Beyonce, and Lil Wayne. He's available to work with at his Toronto studio, so if you're interested, simply check him out on Instagram at HitHouseToronto. That's at HitHouseToronto. So again, big thank you to Ada and Lonnie. This podcast was brought to you by us. And also beer. And also coffee. Because what is sleep even? Also, hi mom. Love you. <laughs>